Welcome to Hey Babe, I'm Queer, conversations and coaching for later in life queers. A podcast about coming out later in life and creating the relationships you want. On this week's episode, Finding Community, we discuss how to dive into the queer community, a few reasons why you might want to, and creative ways to get started. Are so we, this week... Are we uh, recording? We, we are recording now. Okay. And uh, live. I didn't get my countdown. We need the red light. Right. To, the I didn't give you the countdown because we're beyond that now, I thought. Except well, I've got all sorts of new equipment here. Right. I got... You can't... Maybe someday you'll see the behind the scenes where this... So I've treated my microphone. We're, we're, we've been recording in an untreated room, as I'm sure you've heard. So I've treated my microphone. Um, it's this fantastic, huge foam and metal shroud that cage. my microphone said. It's a cage. Uh, it's the uh, ISO Armor 2 from Array, for those who are, are worried about that. Um, it's fantastic. I love it. I, I think it's going to be some good, clean sound where hopefully my mic doesn't pick you up because we don't treat the room at all. Right. Because why? Yes, Just put the mics up and hit record. Because we live here and... Sometimes I hit record without telling you. Right. Uh, but yeah. I feel like uh, that's good for this week since um, this is the, I guess, my podcast uh, that podcast? I'm bringing you into. <laughs> you're, you're my you're my guest. I'm here uh, for it. Yes. I'm, I'm interviewing you on Finding Community. Yeah. My name is Tanner. Uh, he, him. Uh, gender fluid, polycurious human um, of white skin tone. And, and ethnicity, I suppose. That's one of the ethnicities on the... Yep. Not to get into that, I suppose. Um, <laughs> hi, who are you? I'm Allison. I'm your wife uh, and spouse <laughs> and partner, depending on which label you want to call me for introductions. Um, I am a cisgendered female, she, her pronouns. I identify as bi, pan, or queer, depending on the day and the community I'm in. <laughs> And who I feel like explaining myself to. Um, and I'm also a poly-curious uh, individual. Maybe we'll get into it uh, next time when we get into labels and stuff. Yeah. But I feel like as we start looking into it and understanding the different labels and stuff that we use here, mm-hmm. that's spoiler alert, uh, we're going to be planning an episode on the labels we use as we intro and how we came to it, uh, where where we can find them. Um, I feel like I... My labels are going to evolve, so yeah. that's exciting. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. But we're here today because you have questions about finding community. Yeah, so I'm relatively new to this whole um, queerness, uh, externally, publicly, out, if you will. Yep. So I, um, I know it's something that we as humans do enjoy finding community. Um, it is very important, you know, for our validation. For you know, our, our, we're a social species, so. As I'm new to this, I'm curious to hear your feedback on what you've found over the last couple of years um, and a few years, I suppose, right? Because you've been into it much longer conscientiously than I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just been a background for me. Um, but again, you know, that five years ago or whatever, when you came out to me, I yep. realized I was queer as well and came out back. So I've not spent a whole lot of time researching into, you know, embracing that. And now that I'm out, uh, I want to I wanna get into it. I want to know... Who can I reach out to? Um, I want to, you know, let folks know um, how can they find community so that they're not alone in the world, mm-hmm. right? Um, and honestly, that's going to be me becoming part of communities yeah. to see where it's at and help bridge that, you know, between, and 
between the normal vanillas? What, what do we call it? <laughs> Straight folks? Yes. Yeah. Um, Does that help? That's too much. There's a whole lot. It's a lot, but it's good. And I think it's good for folks to hear where you're at in your journey, too, because I do think that I have, like, when I embrace this identity, I jumped into the deep end. I, like, I really wanted to understand myself more and get to know more people with similar stories. So I started searching for that. And I do think that our lives over the past decade, 15 years have really helped me have the confidence to build community because we were just sharing with some other folks that we have typically moved houses, if not complete states, um, about every two years. Yep. So we, we track about four years in a state um, <laughs> or general location. We're going on six here. Yeah, in our, record setting. <laughs> record setting, six years in New York. But I think that because we moved... When we moved the first time, I really struggled in finding connection because I had not moved out of Illinois where I grew up. Um, I'd moved, you know, a couple hours from our hometown, but I hadn't moved away where I needed to make friends in a way that was less by default and more by choice. And I think that that is one of the harder things to do as uh, an adult and really basically as a human because we aren't trained (laughs) or taught how to build communities on purpose. It's usually like, who did you go to school with? And those become your friends. And who is your work friends? And things like that. And it can be really challenging. I know, like sometimes when you have kids, it's like your kids' friends, parents, you are like friends with for a season. But how do you actually go out and find the people that you want to hang out with? And the first part of that is like, you have to be really intentional about it. So for me, I started finding local connections online, like meetups or even networking and being my out and proud self and like finding other humans who had similar beliefs if not similar experiences in the community. And also like there are so many queer meetups and like those like focus sort of activities that you can find in almost any city using meetup or Google searching or looking for groups on Facebook. Like there are definitely pockets, but you have to seek them out. Whereas most of the time we just are friends with whoever kind of happens to be there you know with the work in the school part of that that's a good point yeah and you'd mentioned facebook groups um meetup is meetup still like meetup.com is that still a thing yeah it's still a thing sweet still a thing um used to be into jeep jeep groups way back (laughs) of course my marine corps days (laughs) i haven't haven't visited that i probably still have a profile yeah might need some updating yep so like going through those like intentional steps of like finding like-minded folks um and being public if you you know feel safe enough to do that in finding your community in who you are so that they like you can be identifiable as not just an ally but as a fellow member of the oh yeah rainbow community gotcha yeah that's a good point if i'm looking for something in person in local groups i suppose mm-hmm. facebook probably does that too you're, <laughs> I suppose we should, I don't really do social media very right. much at all. So maybe I have to get over that and get into it a little bit more, huh? And find some, 
spend some time to to think about and conscientiously pursue yes you know those the social networking and stuff because especially in the you know pandemic it's really tough to just find folks at a bar right well and and that's the thing is like using the social media to find the local events going to your local gay pride events going to the drag shows if that's like something that you're into Mm. to meet other people in (laughs) the community who are you know involved in activities that the queer community does very well (laughs) (laughs) i would agree yeah so it's not just like finding friends on social media which i absolutely have done um but it's also using social media for your local area to be able to find those events where you can meet actual in real life human beings to be friends with yeah and i mean like i said obviously it's gonna date the podcast episode a little bit right but in the midst of a pandemic it's tough to execute on that in-person stuff or you want to make sure you're safe and careful there right yeah which i think for me like is part of the reason why i love tiktok so much is because i felt like i found community and it's branched off of just like that one platform into spaces that are more for actual connection in facebook groups and like instagram and stuff where tiktok is not necessarily about like communicating back and forth although there is you know some friends and stuff in comments and whatnot yeah um but being able to find folks that have similar experiences with you and then taking that connection to another level okay um and being able to have like a real connection with them because i do think that online friendships are just as valid yeah absolutely and and being willing to put yourself out there and connect with another human being is is also part of the process like I think once you find the stuff to attend or groups that you feel like you want to either learn more or, um, you know, like because there's some like queer educational spaces on Facebook and oh, really? in the online. I, oh, abs- I shouldn't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. So it's clearly showing my ignorance of Facebook. Right. So like being involved in those groups and even if you're just reading the comments and learning more about you know, queerness and bisexuality and ethical non-monogamy, depending on what spaces you're in, like that helps you to to ask better questions and also to find mm. other ways to connect with folks. And, and then seeing people who have similar ideas to you or are in similar places in their experiences, you know, saying like, hey, I'm there too. Like, let me know if you ever want to chat and being open to having conversations with yeah. other human beings. Once you do that, either solely online or in person it's also like being active and i think that this is where i struggle in building community is it does take effort to build that relationship to get it to be a sustaining friendship yeah and for me i fully own up to the like I am not typically the like friend who reaches out first okay but I know that like that's an important part of like building those friendships gotcha so like to get over your shit right because <laughs> you know you could yes and then reach out yeah to make sure it's, make sure the other person knows it's a comfortable space and right yeah okay so I feel like I'm going to be getting more involved in the TikTok. Yes, uh, okay. maybe. 
Well, look, to your point, the way as you were describing it there, it sounds to me like it's a good way to, well, it, just because I guess I choose that as my route to mm-hmm. pursue as like the large, um, you know, public facing. Yep. You know, maybe Twitter would be a good uh, comparable for a different crowd, I suppose. But yep. it's just like publicly available. You can go find folks that are just broadcasting out there mm-hmm. and find like-minded individuals and groups and stuff and then pursue that more in a more personal version, I suppose, yes. whether it be um, the more what, Instagram, I guess, or, you know, Facebook or something like that where you're like your real identity is involved. Right. No, that's a good point. Right. And then be able to put myself out there and, hey, how are you? I'm queer too. Yeah. 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 To, to create that sense of connection. Yep. Which is what builds communities, right? Right. It starts with one or two folks and yes and then from there i think to building a more intimate community it's about not giving up like i know when we first yeah how do you mean so like not everyone you meet and becomes friends with is going to hit that best friend tier of relationship oh sure yep so like I, I believe in there's no such thing as a best friend, but best friend is a level of yep. friendship. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, the tier. The I tier. see what you're saying, right? The best yeah. friend tier. Um, and so being willing to stay active in those communities, even when you are meeting people that are friendly, but you don't know that you would become like a, a, a best friend with, but still showing up and being active in those spaces to meet more people and allow yourself to open up to more and more folks so that you can find that, you know, crew of best friend level. Yeah, absolutely. Material. Yeah. I think it's like friends of friends are, have moved up into that best friend tier of ours. Right. right? They weren't the first folks we met, but the, yep. that we did reach out to the local community and yeah, he's going to scratch the door. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's what the cat does. So I was thinking about my best friend, um, one of my best friends in that tier. Uh, she was partnered with somebody that I worked with. Right. And then like we became friends. You became, you started exploring that work friendship with. with right. With him. Uh-huh. And then met her through him. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, I remember that know, first double date, honestly. Yeah. Here we are. 13, 14 years later? No. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> We're planning our 20th anniversary friendship trip. So I know Ooh, that it's past. That's exciting. It's past a decade. Well past a decade. So, <laughs> um, but allowing, yeah, allowing those relationships to the potential to develop. And I think part of the reason why my relationship developed with her is because we were very intentional about spending time together on a weekly, if not bi-weekly basis. Gotcha. You know, so like being active, which can be challenging as an adult and like trying to find the time, but you do need to like set aside the time. Um, So she and I even do this now where we know at least once a month we're going to be talking on the phone to each other because she lives in a different country now. And so (laughs) we, you know, we plan those like phone and video dates a month in advance. So we always know that we're going to talk to each other in the next month. And you can do that for your in real life relationships and i highly recommend you doing it especially if you are like us and you know that your life is busy and it can be challenging to just like throw something together where you can be with people um yeah especially in the age of the pandemic when we've been like navigating 
mask mandates and who's vaccinated and who's not and all the other things and logistical stuff that you have to figure out. Like, can we go to a restaurant or a bar or do we need to find like an outdoor patio space where everybody feels comfortable being able to like see each other? Yeah. Um, Or is it do we do a virtual happy hour and we all get on Zoom together? You know, so it's really just finding spaces where you can find other like-minded individuals. Yeah, and I feel like we've talked about that even in our own relationship and and some friends that like we like let's let's be intentional like let's schedule some stuff. Yep. Right, and not just like we have on the calendar, you know, a uh, a recurring date night. Yep. Right, just to have it there to make sure we remind ourselves to spend some time on ourselves. Right. In our relationship. Um sometimes the kiddo comes along, sometimes it's just us, but to have that there. And then it makes complete sense to uh not multiply that mm-hmm. i don't know my math brain is kicking in doing, sure doing multiplication with the kiddo earlier uh reproduce that right or re- recreate that with the intentionality yeah do you know why you haven't sought out this community before or has it just not been something that you really considered maybe a little a uh, little of that as well as um well i guess that's what it is just not considered not brought into it's not felt like a need mm-hmm. i suppose i do all right with very few friends. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I've felt the need to find a whole bunch of community before, or I don't think the needs has been there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've been focused on, you know, this new uh, living situation, this new venture as a, as a podcast, um, planning our future, Mm -hmm. what that looks like uh, work. Uh, I've not really spent the time conscientiously, really not really, you know, taken the time and found the motivation to, to be intentional about it. Uh-huh. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Why is it important now, do you think? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the podcast has something to do with it, right? Being more public about it, mm-hmm. right? This is definitely now a part of my public persona, being queer. And I think, like I mentioned earlier, I feel a sense of responsibility, if you will, mm-hmm. to uh, abuse, to uh, use my privilege. What is, sure. I don't want to abuse my privilege right. necessarily, but to use my privilege as um, I... I hate to use the word pass. Yeah. But because I'm, you know, I don't. Because you're viewed as a straight white man. Absolutely. Yeah. Everywhere I go, there mm-hmm. would be a second assumption about mm-hmm. straight white man. Yeah. Right. And so I find that's, you know, um, a privilege I have. And I, I want to use that to help enlighten folks, whether it be through, hey, guess what? Sure. I'm not what you think I am. Careful who you judge mm-hmm. kind of thing. As well as like, I feel not only as a man, but as a white man, I'm heard differently mm-hmm. than you as mm-hmm. a woman. And certainly I'm heard differently than people of color. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so I want to take advantage of that and help enlighten the rest of the world that we interact with, right? If I can. Sure. So um, do you want to find community so that you can better understand how to help? Like what's, I'm trying to figure yeah, out what sure. that means. Yeah, sure. The, the language I use, I want to, like you mentioned earlier, right, find, um, at least just like peruse through the groups to mm-hmm. see how folks are asking questions and answering questions and to understand, because I certainly don't want to misspeak or misrepresent anybody or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, because I don't want to speak for all careers. Right. Correct. Right? Absolutely yep. not. So I want to, I want to know more about the community that I have come out into. Okay. So that I feel more a part of it, not only in interacting with people, but and understanding the thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. that queer folk have more than just my own. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. Nice. Yeah, I think um, I'll say one of the benefits that I've experienced of being more involved in the queer community and more involved with fellow later in life bisexual women specifically is it's freaking wonderful to not have to explain your situation to be able to just like have somebody who understands what you're going through like they get it they get it without yeah without any extra explanation they can just like it's that level of like emotional intimacy and support that I think I was struggling to find outside of the community. Sure. Um, but just to be able to talk to somebody who like who gets it, who gets you, who gets your situation, who can understand. Like I know that we can all, you know, most people can empathize with other human experiences. But to have someone who has gone through similar situations, like it's just it's kind of almost a relief in and of itself to be in a community of other folks who have similar experiences. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Because, yeah, you don't have to spend a whole bunch of time explaining yourself or trying to figure out, you know, to convey to them your history and why you've gotten to the point you are now and expressing things the way you are now. Right. No, they just get it. And so they can hear you differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I like it. It's yeah. a great reason to get more involved in the community. Yeah. Not sure if it strikes for me. Um, sure. But maybe it won't for everyone. Yeah. Uh, cool. I like it. Thanks for sharing that. You're welcome. So any other questions for you on what you're going to do next? Like, how are you going to dive into this? I don't know. Well, I guess I've... Um, I have no idea. I... <laughs> We've mentioned previously how, and I, I guess I have previously mentioned how I want this podcast to be, you know, it's public, uh, it's available for anyone. Um, I want it to be more of a community mm-hmm. for folks to, um, especially those of us later in life. Um, I know you previously mentioned that, you know, it turns out you're not the only one. There's right. thousands. Thousands of people of out there. Yeah. Um, and so I, and I know there's already communities out there, um, but if we can provide an, an HBIQ community mm-hmm. for folks to to come and change exchange ideas and you know be heard for who they are yeah uh, I think that'd be great so maybe it's facilitating a space for that or something or sure yeah I don't know I don't know what that looks like but I feel like that's the motivation for me is to help um yeah I guess so maybe it's more on the community creation which terrifies me because I've never done anything like that before. <laughs> yeah. Right. I don't know what that looks like or mm-hmm. how that. I got enough on my plate with editing this thing before I ship it out on Thursdays. But right. <laughs> but I feel like that might be something okay. um, worth looking into. Yeah. Maybe it's as simple as piggybacking on Facebook. Yeah. And creating a group there. Sure. But yeah. That's possible. And I'm probably gonna get into TikTok. Probably. That's yeah. Good luck. It's it's a rabbit hole. <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Set your set your timers there so you go. you, yes. you are on it longer than you intend my, to be. My digital well being. Yes. Crank it up. Absolutely. <laughs> That's a good. Absolutely. Point. Cool. And then yeah, take a take a dive into getting to know more about the queer culture and communities that already exist, and Do then kind of going from there. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to yeah. speak over you there, but I just a question came to my mind. Do you have anybody 
you want to link in the in this episode or groups i guess or any hashtags or something that folks can that i can use yeah i mean (laughs) you can definitely search like hashtag alphabet mafia okay um i follow like hashtag wlw women loving women okay um so there's probably an m is there an MLM? Because that's a different thing than men loving men. That's a multi-level marketing. Might be a little bit across. Right. Um, but I will say that the TikTok algorithm yeah. is very intelligent. We've mentioned that before. I, I'm impressed with it. <laughs> and so if you get on there and start interacting with queer content, you will start getting more queer content. Cool. Um, so I definitely like... Spend some time on it, but be careful about spending too much time on right. it. But the more time you spend, it will. But interact with the things that. Oh, gotcha. Like. Don't just scroll through. Correct. Do the likes. Watch the videos all the way through okay. of the folks that you connect yep. with. Play the algorithm. Right. Um. Yeah. And you'll get you'll get more of that. Cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, I started following like happy animal videos. Okay. Comedy. This is the route in. Yeah. Okay. And something else because I got into it when I was like, I cannot handle freaking political bullshit on Facebook anymore because I just want to throw people into a dumpster fire. Um, and the misery <laughs> of the news is all. Yes. If it's not political theater and shenanigans, yeah. it's pandemic, pandemic, right. pandemic. So I, it was my like escapist tool. So I like started following the fun stuff or like those were the things that I said I was interested in. So funny pets. <laughs> I'm trying to find the, the the Venn diagram that TikTok knows about queer folk later right. in life. Right. Yeah, I don't I don't know how what but it went from there to like neuro, neurodivergent, um healing from tra- trauma, childhood trauma and, you know, gay as hell. Um is where I'm at now and it's like these videos are hitting hitting cool. hard. That's <laughs> so, exciting. Yeah. So just follow follow what your heart desires. In about two and a half years. No. It'll be very soon. It'll <laughs> it'll happen fast. Um, okay. Yeah. So just interact with the things that, that you like. And there are definitely communities on Facebook. And like if you search on Facebook for different communities and topics, like there there's a space for that. Um, if it is something that we decide to run in the future, like we will absolutely let people know. I'm not there yet either in being a community creator. Because I just don't know if we have the bandwidth because I don't know what that know, bandwidth right? looks like. Yeah. But um, if Same. listeners are like, please do this, it's something we will consider. Or if someone wants to, hey, I'll be your community. Please. Yes. <laughs> yes. We would be happy to your, talk. Your community curator. Yes. But yeah, I think just kind of taking a dive. And I really do recommend checking out Facebook and meet up for those local in-person things, especially as you're, you know, able to kind of going out and doing some stuff in in real life cool yeah well i'm excited to go find some more community yes thank you you're welcome we'll talk to you next time if this sounds like something you'd enjoy or perhaps you know someone who could benefit please like subscribe and tell someone you love about this the new podcast from allison jameson coaching hey babe i'm queer or as we lovingly refer to it hbiq see you at the next episode